0: And welcome back to another edition of On The Board Sports. I am your host, Will Chirucci, a.k.a. Will C. Coming to you from Gotham Podcast Studios in Manhattan, New York, on a beautiful Tuesday, September 3rd, 2019. Joined by my wonderful, wonderful producer over here, controlling the ones and twos behind the glass at Gotham, Miles. Miles is always awesome with the capital A, always doing his thing. What more can you want, you know, glad to have him back I know he just did our last episode with us with the the great Joe Manello from Manello excuse me from Newsday so we talked some football but we're going to talk football in a little bit because right now it's baseball it's September crazier things have happened in the month of September with baseball and before we get into that before we start talking about baseball I want to bring on my co-host Sean Thomas aka Sean T Sean how are you, bud?
1: Well, I'm doing well. I hope you and Miles and their families and everybody had a good Memorial Day. Sorry, a good Labor, Labor Day.
0: Day. Labor Day. I'm
1: sorry. It's okay. And, uh, but, yeah, well, I'm doing well and, uh, you know, ready to talk some baseball, some football, and whatever else is on the
0: agenda. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We're going to start off with baseball here first, and we're going to start off with the resilient Mets. Yesterday, they played their 1 o'clock game down at Washington, D.C., over at Nats Park. And they wound up winning by a score of 7-3. they They're winners of the last three out of four. And right now, the Brewers lost yesterday. The Cubs, they won against the uh, Seattle Mariners. The Phillies, they're up and down. But realistically, though, Sean, I know that Labor Day has passed. I know you said that we gotta wait and see with these Mets here, but realistically speaking, Sean, crazier things have happened in September, uh, as evident. 2011, Boston Red Sox—they had a a lead like crazy in the wild card standings, and then what happened? Tampa oh, yeah. Bay wound up coming back and winning the wild card. Uh, you know, Colorado—they went, they had their twenty twenty game winning streak, I believe. During this time in two thousand and nine, and they wound up going, going into the playoffs hot. Uh, Sean, what, what's your take on the Mets? Though you think they could, they could pull something out right now. Do you believe that was a good?
1: That was a good two out of three, and uh, Philly surprised the hell out of me. You know, I, I thought they were down, they were out, but to take two out of three three out of Philly, you know, it's funny. Bro, the last episode we talked about Philly being one of those teams that. You know, all the hype in the preseason because they got Bryce Harper and Gene Segura and the rotation, so supposed to be better. And, you know, they've they underachieved, if you ask me, Will, but that was a good thing, two out of three. And then you come back and now we beat Washington, Syndergaard. That's the Syndergaard that I expected, and I think people expected the whole year. The Syndergaard that comes out and he's just throwing smoke he sure got what nine or ten guys it was, and he would just, you know, throw it, you know, like pitching like the pitch that we that we thought we were going to have, because I picked the I, I picked him to win the uh, Cy Young, because I thought that he would have a lot of performances like the one he had last night, the bats came alive, and I think we can officially add J D uh, Davis will to the list of. Guys that the Mets can build around heading into next year, along with you know, Jeff McNeil and Peter Alonzo and Conforto to an extent, so on and so forth. So yes, it's officially past Labor Day, a day after Labor Day, and you know what? We're still in the hunt, so we have to wait and see. If, you know, you know what happens from here, but you know, it's like it's it kind of like I said. If you, if two months ago, when we were 11 games under 500, if you we have a chance that one of the wild-card spots around this time, you take it. So as a fan, I take it. I'll see. But I'm still going to temper my expectations, real because I don't want my heart broken like previous seasons in the past.
0: We had on Darren Meenan from The Seven Line on our previous episode that we recorded on Saturday, and it was a great episode with him his his uh 7 line brand and 7 line army were out in Washington on Sunday and uh, I mean on Monday at Nat's Park and uh you know it was it was crazy to see the section of met fans that were there and crazy to see what he crazy to see what was going on over there so you know I don't know like what to I don't know what to he's he's done a great job and ha you know he's had such a great PMA, a positive mental attitude. So it's uh, it's crazy. But yeah. Sean, I know like I said before, you know, the Seven Line Army, the uh you know, they they came out and droves on Monday and they they went out and they supported the Mets. Dude, do you see them do you see, did you get to listen to the episode first with, with Darren that came on? Well, I did not. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was actually going to listen to it
1: today. I actually have um a fantasy draft uh, tonight at nine. So I told myself while the draft was going on, I would catch up on the episodes that I missed. So it's funny you asked that. So if you would ask me this tomorrow to answer, it would
0: have been yes. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, it is what it is, you know. I wouldn't worry about that, you know. But you just gotta go out there and and uh and do that. So, you know, gotta just see what happens there. And uh, you know, as far as like uh as far as the Mets go though, you know with regards to the uh to the fan to the Mets fans out there, don't give up just yet. Don't. There's still plenty of Baseball left going on In the uh, In the In the season You never know what might happen in September like we said But Sean I know Coming up this week You have the Nationals And then the Phillies Play At City Field Do you see Any changes going on With regards to that Well you, uh, you said Do I see any I did not hear that last Any changes Any changes As far as the standings go Cause the the Nationals, right now, they're putting out uh, Max Scherzer, I believe, tonight, going up against Jacob DeGrom. And then right. I, I don't know. Do you know who's going up against the uh, on the Wednesday game?
1: It's, it should be Annabelle uh, Sanchez against, I want to say, Strowman. Okay. Isaac.
0: Okay. Okay. But in terms of
1: the changes, well, you know, this is what we spoke about on the last show in terms of. The Mets don't control their own destiny, but they kind of do because they're playing everybody that's in front of them. And, 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 and so now that's the thing where it's like, I think Washington, I think kind of knows they're going to make, like they're going to be the wild card. I think what Washington is trying to do Will, is I think they're trying to catch the brace for the division if they can. And I think if they can't, I think you will just see them make sure they secure the wild card spot first. So I'm not really worried about Washington. It's Philly that I'm more worried about because they have too much talent to be too under to be to constantly underachieve in my opinion, like they have the whole year. So I'm more concerned about Philly than Washington. And it was good taking two out of three over the weekend, and we could take two out of three coming up this coming weekend at home. You know, the place is going to be packed. You know, to me that makes me feel better even though we still got to catch teams like the Brewers and you know um the Cubs and so on and so forth so but well I just have a very bad feeling we're going to look back on the six games we lost three to the Braves three to the Cubs and that's going to be the reason why we didn't um make it in so I'm hoping that's not the case I got my fingers crossed like you said Mets fans we have to be hopeful optimistic and all that stuff but
0: PMA, bro. PMA. Positive mental attitude. That's it. Right. So so we shall see. But hey, look, we're in the
1: race. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Let's hope Syndergaard, DeGrom, Showman, Matt, Wheeler, and the bullpen. Edwin Diaz in his last few appearances, he's pitched pretty, pretty well. So hopefully that continues. And uh, well, we shall see, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We shall see, man. You know... What what's going on right now in baseball is absolutely just unbelievable, uh, to say the very least right now. I mean, in the wild card standings, you know, we mentioned the Mets. They're four games out of that final spot after getting swept by the Cubs last week. But, you know, they take two out of three from the Phillies. And, you know, they looked good yesterday against the Nationals, but they still have to overcome Milwaukee. Milwaukee lost a heartbreaking game yesterday, by the way. That was really, really heartbreaking. Yeah, I know. That, that was pretty bad. That was heartbreaking. Arizona, after trading away Zach Granke, I don't know how they're still in this. You know, I don't know how they're still in it. And then Philadelphia, you know, like you said, Sean, with all the hype and with all the hoopla that the that the Phillies created by bringing in Bryce Harper and Gene Segura with Gabe Kaplan as the manager, you know, Dude, I don't know, man, you know like it's it's tough, but it's basically the Mets right now it's the Mets it's the wild cards are lose out at this point, you know a lot can happen, but I don't know what what can happen, you know, moving on now from the uh from the Mets over to the Yankees and the Yankees right now, look outside of yesterday's loss as they lost yesterday 7 in, nothing, in a game in which was uh, a delay, delayed by rain and, you know, they didn't end until about 7 o'clock yesterday. Uh, the weekend was crazy. They almost lost out. They almost lost two out of three against the Oakland A's. But the Yankees, they found a way to basically go out and find a way to not only tie the game on Saturday but to win it and then, the same thing can be said on Sunday with Mike Ford hitting the uh, game-winning home run. So you know, I I don't know, man, Sean. What, what's your take on the on the on the Yankee comebacks right now? It's good
1: to see them still taking these games seriously, well, because like we spoke about on the last show, you really can't blame them if they if they have periods of. Uh, cruise control, like you, like we really can't blame them because they know that they're winning the division. The only matter is, you know, are uh, they going to finish with the best rights in the American League? So, but it's good to see them still um, winning. You know, uh, Saturday's game was exciting game. Sunday's game as well because we did not look good uh, Friday night. So, um, you know, like they're still uh, um tough fighting and still like that. The one thing that I will say that I have. Observed, well, is that um, the Yankees have this thing where because the division lead is so big, they have the opportunity to try out new things. They have an opportunity to change their rotation on the run. They have an opportunity to, you know, you know try different guys from the bullpen point of view. They have the option to try different guys in different spots here on and so forth. So I think that's definitely a luxury to have when you're in a period of uh, cruise control. But they could have easily said, you know what, we're winning the division. We're guaranteed a series at home. We're confident we could go on the road and beat any team. Like, you know what, once we get down by three, four runs, who cares? But they came back a Saturday, like you said, probably one of the most exciting games of, of the year from uh, a Yankee uh, standpoint. And then to win uh, Sunday as well. Obviously C going on the I mean, on the injury list doesn't help, but I mean know, no it will it's still no concern because at the end of the day, it's good to see them still fighting, still wanting to win games. And as we all know, like, you know, they just have to figure out, you know, who the rotation will be heading into the uh, I mean sorry, what the what the roster will be heading into the post uh Season So, to me, nothing bad. Yeah, last night's loss, you know, they didn't score. And as we spoke about before the show, well, they haven't been shut out. That's the first time they've been shut out in 220 games. That is ridiculous. Yeah. The offensive consistency that they've had the past season and a half. So, you know what? Last night was just a very, very, very minor blip on the radar screen. I'm sure they'll win tonight and tomorrow and take two out of three. So... No concerns from Newell. How how about
0: you, sir? Uh, You know, I just look at everything right now with with the Yankees, and I'm just saying to myself, how how do they they keep on coming back, number one, and keeping games competitive? And number two, with all the injuries that they've had, they've had about, what, about 30 people going on to the IL this year. That's like the most in recent memory that I know of as far as the record goes, and yet they still keep on competing and winning games. That is absolutely insane. That's number one. And with the pitching staff in place right now with this team, dude, I don't know how they keep on doing it. You know, they they just—it's just, it's just mind boggling and how they keep on winning games. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to, what to expect down the stretch. But with the Yankees right now, I know we have a lot of Yankee fans right now that, that have came onto the show and talked and they all said the same thing. You know, it's it's just unbelievable. It's this next man up mentality that they have that go that they go in. And they, they win games. They do. It's unbelievable. I haven't seen this before ever in my lifetime. You know? It's just absolutely unbelievable. Guys like Mike Ford, career minor leaguer, now has ten home runs, eleven home runs in the limited amount of time that he's up here. You know, and this is with Luke Voigt being hurt, and he was even a surprise last year. I know we talked about it last year with him and his tribulations and all that. But- well,
1: you know who needs a raise or who needs raises in the Yankees, HR, the, the, the department will? Who? Every single scout the Yankees have. Well, that's why if I'm a fan like you, I'm not surprised. When you scout well, you're not surprised when Geo or Shula breaks up. You're not surprised when you trade for. Well, I had no idea who the hell Luke Voigt was.
0: I didn't either. I know who,
1: I know who Jason Shreve was, and right. i was surprised that they gave up on him. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea who the hell Luke Voigt was.
0: Right. And then
1: it's like you said, the talkings of the world, the Ford's of the world. Well, when you scout and you have a farm uh, system that is A+, plus, like the Yankees have, all the way from single A ball to triple A, and you scout and you develop your guys, you're not surprised when you have something like this because it's not necessarily that, you know... Well, to me, the surprise part is the production. I'm not surprised that these guys are good, but I'm surprised Gio Schultz said he was 320. Or or like you know what I'm saying, or something like that. But when you scout well and you develop as well, more times than not, when you when you have a situation where the Yankees have, I believe the Yankees have had more guys on the injury list this year
0: right. than any other
1: team. And I think they double the team. I I saw a stat. I think they double the Reds. Where the Yankee, where if you, where if the guys that the Reds have put on the injury list. If you add it twice, it doesn't equal the amount the Yankees have. That's crazy to me. But um but yeah, well when you scout well, when you develop guys well, this is what takes place more often than not. And I really, really hope that they that those uh scouts and those Monday league guys are rewarded with a hefty raise at the end of
0: the uh season. Well, well I'm sure they're probably gonna get a postseason bonus as well, you know, if if all goes according to the plan for the Yankees, then making it to the ALDS, the ALCS, and, you know, winning the World Series, if they could get a big bonus out of that, I think that would be absolutely unbelievable, and rightfully so, they do deserve a raise, but I don't know, you know, let's see what happens, man, you never know what might happen down the stretch, and, uh, you know, yesterday we got to see Clint Frazier play yesterday, Uh, he had himself a nice little throw as well yesterday, going out there and just basically getting a guy out, trying to prove his worth for not only this postseason roster that's coming up, but for next year, coming up down the stretch. Uh, Sean, you know, do you you see a guy like this at all trying to stay on? Or, you know, for next year? What what do you see?
1: I think the Yankees are hoping that Clint Frazier has a good September. Because I don't think he's making the 25-man roster for the DS or the CS on that or the World Series, unless somebody gets hurt. So what I think the Yankees are hoping for is that he has a good September, and I'm not sure if the Yankees minor league team is in the playoffs or not. But if they are, then he has a good playoff run with the Triple A team. Right. Because at the end of the day, I think that Brian Cashman would like to use Clint Frazier as trade bait for whatever the for whatever part of the team that he cannot improve, whether it's via trade. I mean, sorry, whether it's via Resigning a guy or via free agency. So let's just right. say that you know he has four out of the five uh, starters, and he needs to go on and get a starter. I think he could. I think he would love it. Love it if he could dangle a uh, Clint uh, Frazier to a team and use him as trade bait. So I think that's why he's playing out. And obviously, you want to guys. You want to give guys that's been playing a lot some rest. Guys like Gardner and Talkman and. So on and so forth, and you want to spot judge a day or two here before the postseason comes. So I think that's the best case scenario for the uh, uh, Yankees because even if they're fully healthy next year, we already know the outfield next year is going to be Stanton, Hicks, and obviously Mr. 99. So right. there's no place for them to start. And then obviously, first base is going to be occupied by Voigt or Atonar and the loser of that is going to be the uh, DH. So we kind of already know the Yankees line up for twenty twenty role, so I mean, um, so that's why I think yeah, the best case he yeah, has a great month, and the Yankees can use him for trade day yeah. and the uh, winter.
0: Yeah, you never know. You never know what might happen. So uh, there's a lot, lot of things there that have to happen right for the Yankees during the off season. But we'll we'll get to the off season when the off season gets here. Right now, the uh, baseball standings, Yankees obviously clear clear cut favorite right now to win the AL East. They have a 9 game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays who are in second place and the Boston Red Sox are only 10 games away from getting eliminated right now. So every game for them is important going here on out. The Minnesota Twins are leading the Central. Cleveland looks like they have the uh that top wild card spot lock- locked up but they they're fighting they're fighting tooth and nail with uh Tampa Bay. And then you're looking at Houston Houston has wrapped up their division right now, it looks like. Oakland is 10.5 games back. Nothing really going on over there. And then in the National League, as far as the divisions go, Atlanta, clear cut favorites, 6.5 up against the Nationals. The Central, St. Louis. I didn't think that St. Louis would be doing this hot, but yet here we are talking about the St. Louis Cardinals. They are in first place with a three game lead over the Cubs. Never know what might happen. Down the stretch in baseball, uh, with Milwaukee still hanging in there, they're seventy and sixty-seven. The Brewers are after again a tough, tough loss against the Houston Astros on Labor Day, and then in the West, it's over in the West. Uh, Arizona, the uh, Dodgers are ninety and fifty. But they're playing great ball, and the Diamondbacks, again another team. they are only six games. Their, their number is six games, so they really have no, no other like way to look at it at this point. So really, it's as far as the wild card goes, and we look at the wild card right now, it's Tampa Bay. They hold a half-game lead against Cleveland. And Oakland is only a game out of that wild card spot. Anything can happen there. Uh, Boston, too. They're, as far as the number goes for the wild card, they're only 20 games. Uh, their number is 20 games with for their elimination counter. So for the division, it would be 10. And for the wild card, it would be 20. And then after that, that's it. For the National League, you have the Nationals and the Cubs in the wild card spot with the Phillies, Diamondbacks, Brew Crew, and the Mets. And it's crazy, man. It's just crazy how baseball is shaping up to be down this final stretch. Nothing's really set in stone yet. Best records aren't set in stone yet. And neither are the wild card spots. So, and even the NL Central, for that matter. Sean, you have any final, t- final thoughts on the uh, baseball NLB uh, so far? Well,
1: I will say one of my final thoughts is the fact of you never want to rule out uh champion. So, well, I just have a gut feeling Boston's gonna find a way to make that uh, well, foul well, card, man. Like, I just really, really think uh, think that they will. But uh, you know, uh, we shall see there. And like you said, a couple divisions are in hand, like Houston in the West in the AL West, the Dodgers in the uh, National League West. Well, I will put you on the spot here, if you don't mind.
0: No, I don't care. Go ahead
1: the central both of those divisions are still up for grabs who do you think makes it in the nl the central and who do you think and do you think the indians can catch the twins for the
0: AL? i think the twins are gonna i'm gonna stick with my pick with the twins in the al i know we picked both of them to, we picked the twins to make it right. out of the al central so i i'm still a believer in that and as far as the Central goes right now, I know I, I think I had the Brewers as the division winner at that point in time. Uh, and the Cubs, I think, making it out of the wild card. Uh, I don't know. I, I really quite honestly don't know. I think the Cardinals right now, top, top to bottom, have a better lineup at this point in time. With Paul Goldschmidt leading the way with Paul DeJong playing shortstop and Marcelo Zuna out there controlling the outfield. And with their bullpen, their bullpen has been absolutely phenomenal. I think they were ranked at in the top 10 in all of the league as far as their bullpen goes. So that's a huge strength right there. And as far as the Cubs, their their bullpen is just an absolute uh, is a key, key Achilles heel right now at this point for them. Because if they, if they don't make it, and a lot of the games have come down to the bullpen so far this year, I personally just don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with the Cubs. So I really want to see the Mets make it, not only because of, you know, the city. I would love for the city to have that that atmosphere of, you know, okay, the po- the postseason opportunities, the the Subway Series opportunities and everything like that. But, you know, for this team to come back and fight tooth and nail to be in it still is unbelievable. But, again... Time will tell. But I'm going to have to go with the Cardinals in the NL Central. I think I'm going to have to change that up. I don't think the Brewers have what it takes anymore after what had happened uh, last night. They're too reliant on Christian Yelich at this point in time. And, uh, you know, uh, he, uh, out of the AL Central, I think the Twins still, still have it. They're, they're playing unbelievable baseball. They just broke the record, too four home runs in a single season. So that's unbelievable right there. And we're not even midway through or even just get, getting through the beginning of uh, September. So a lot can happen, Sean, but I'm going to have to stick with the twins. and I'm going to have to stay with the Cardinals here at this point in time. How about you? What do you got?
1: I'll make it quick. In the AL, I agree with you. I think the twins have enough to stave off uh, Cleveland. Um and, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, like you said, the Twins are the Twins are an offensive team. You know, the pitching comes and goes, but from Cruz to Garver to Buxton to, you know, Maringham, uh, Zales, so on and so forth, they're going to put up runs. So, simple the Twins in the AL. And the NL, well, you pick the Brewers, and I pick the Cubs, and it's crazy both may not even make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> as crazy as that may sound. But, Will, gun to my head, gun to my head. I, I'm a believer in talent, and I'm a believer in coaching. And when it comes for the crown, the Cubs have both of those when it comes to the NL, essentially. I agree with you. I think the Brewers are too Christian, dependent, which sucks because they have other big bats in that on that team. Lorenzo Payne, Ostatus. Um, Erica Tames and, you know, it seems like if Christians if you get a chance a bad game, they lose. And when he's had a great game, they've also lost. So, will I'm going to stick with my Cubs pick, but am I nearly as confident as I was six, seven months ago when the season started? No. And am I, do I still think they're going to represent the National League against the Yankees as I predicted? Hell no. So, but in terms of the division, I still have them. They're winning it maybe by... Maybe they'll have to play another
0: game, 163. But if they do, I think they're winning. So you have the Twins. And who else do you have again? The Twins and the Cubs. The Twins and the Cubs still. Okay, so you're you still staying with your, your preseason picks. Okay, not a problem. Yeah. See what happens. You know, never know what might happen in September. So... All right, as we move on from baseball now to football final, yeah, I can't believe we're talking about this. Week one, thank god, of yes, the sir. NFL That's season. Me. Week one of the yes, NFL sir. season is here and is upon us. It's the league's hundredth year, this the centennial season for the National Football League. And Sean, I know you're very hyped, I know you really like your Titans a lot this year. I, I'm Kind of sort of a believer in the Jets, but again, we got to see what happens as far as the Jets and the Titans go. But let's talk about some of these games coming up here. First and foremost, let's talk about the Packers and the Bears coming up in week one. And this is really the marquee matchup. As much as everybody wants to see New England hoist the trophy up and their banner up in their building on week one on a Thursday, as as in years past, this is the right call. This is the right move. You're talking about two of the oldest franchises in the history of, of the national football league going together and competing for basically bragging rights at this point. And not only that, uh, you know, it's week one. You know, it, it's week one of the NFL season. So with all that said, Sean, what's your take on the NFL having Packers and Bears as their week one Thursday primetime matchup. And number two, uh, do you see, like, any surprises at all, any upsets? We'll save that for our picks, but, you know, do you see, like, any of that stuff happening?
1: At first, I didn't like Packers Bears to open the season, but, I mean, it's kind of crazy. College football did the same thing. They had what's called week uh, zero, and they had Florida and Miami opened the year because those are two of the you know, longest running college football teams and historic uh, uh, schools and it wasn't a good game to watch. I mean, Florida won the game I, and I'm a Florida fan, so I was happy about that. But it wasn't a good game to watch. The NFL, the 100th year. I mean, yes, when you think of the NFL, you have historic teams the Raiders and the Giants, but I think they got it right. You know, Packers Bears, especially now that both well one team is good in the Bears the other team is expected to be good and the Packers, I think it will be a pretty, pretty good good game. Um, Well, what I don't like is that I don't like the fact that the NFL just doesn't care about sexy week one games. Like, how many years are we going to see Giants-Cowboys? And how many years is that game going to be in uh, Texas? Like, like, like can the Giants at least get one of those games at home? (laughs) And then you, and then you look at, so, like, well, like, if you're going to have, here, here's my thing, and tell me what you think about this role. If you're going to have all division games week 17, don't give me division games week one. Will, no offense, but I don't care to watch Jets, Bills, week one, if I'm going to see them most likely play each other or another AFC East opponent in week 17. Don't give me Giants-Cowboys week one if they're going to play the Cowboys again or another NFC East team in week 17. Give me, like, well, I think one of the best games on the slate is Chiefs at Jacksonville. Now that's a sexy game. I think another sexy game. The Rams at the Panthers. Now we're talking. Now we're talking sexy week one games that we can now watch and I think another sexy game, Colts at the Chargers. That's what I want to see in Week 1. Bills, Jets, like, eh. Giants, Cowboys, again, eh. It, it doesn't do uh, anything coming up. So I don't mind Packers-Bears Week 1 because of the historic theme behind it, but these division games in Week 1 got to go. home.
0: Hey, you guys see what happens, man. You know, with the Jets... Over the past couple of years Especially last year They didn't really play their division rivals Until at the end of the year You know, and I totally get trying to get It's all these schedule makers too Trying to trying to make something out of nothing here But again, I don't know You know, there's a lot to be said though But Sean I want to get your, your take on On this matchup right now With the Giants and the uh, Cowboys Going up in, in week one everybody's talking about the whole uh, Daniel Jones, Eli Manning saga going on right now. Will Eli get traded? Will, will Can it happen? Is it even fathomable that he's going to be playing in another uniform besides uh, a Giants uniform? I think he stays as a Giant. I, I really do. I really do think he stays as a Giant. And also, too, with the Cowboys, I'm hearing things left and right so far on my way in today that Ezekiel Elliott has – you know, he's flying to Dallas to, you know, for his contract. I guess. But what's your take on that?
1: The Giants, Cowboys. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you know, the drama with Zeke in his contract, and like you said, Eli and Daniel Jones. Bro, well, Eli's gonna be the starter. But even if they go zero and four, zero five, Eli's gonna be the starter. The Giants, the Giants are gonna exhaust. Every everything they can to make to to make sure that you know what we gave any Eli every opportunity this season to to be productive. What hurts the Giants is that Golden State is suspended the first four games. That really sucks because then you lost Corey uh, uh, Coleman, even before camp. So now your receiving corpses are down, and I mean, I mean, I didn't think Zeke was going to stay in Cabo the whole time, so. I mean, whether it's for his contract or whether it's just to get back on uh, U.S. Uh, or start of here, um, you know, it's one of those things where you know the Cowboys extended their offensive uh, uh, alignment, so Jerry Jones is dashing up, is giving up the money to everybody except Zeke. So, I mean, well, it's one of those things where you know it'll be nice to see him sign, but you know, it's just drama that I'm sure the Cowboys don't need, and it's a distraction because. Let's say he doesn't play. That's, you know, the, you know, if I'm the Giants' world and Zeke doesn't play, I'll put an 8-9 in the box, and I'm guaranteed back to be with his arm.
0: So oh, oh, yeah. we
1: shall see what happens. Then.
0: Absolutely. You guys see what happens over there with the Cowboys and the Giants. Look, there's a lot that, that's going to happen with the Giants. I mean, everybody's talking about how, you know, Daniel Jones, is he going to start? Is he going to do this? He's going to be on the bench. I mean, let's be realistic with that. Okay. What I'm more interested in seeing is how this Giants defensive front is going to go up after this Cowboys front, especially since Dak held out, you know, for a little bit of time. Uh, You have Amari Cooper. He also held out for a little bit of time. Ezekiel Elliott held out. There's a lot of moving pieces here. Are they gonna go up there and protect their guys, you know, better? You know, it's it's something that remains to be seen. But that's right. that's the one thing that I'm looking forward to with the uh Giants and the uh Cowboys is the, just the fronts going at it. And then for the the other New York team, not named the Buffalo Bills. Well they are playing. The Buffalo Bills are gonna be going up against the New York Jets, uh Jets get their new look jerseys, new look logo, new look everything. Uh new look new head coach, second year quarterback. Sam Darno is hyped up for this game. He's hyped up for this season and for this offense. Uh look, I, I don't know what to expect come week one with the Jets. I don't Is it gonna be, you know, a top ten, a top ten defense coming out for the Bills going up against the Sam Darno? I know he went up against Buffalo last year, up at, up at Buffalo, and played really, really well during during that stretch. But he also missed out at the game against Buffalo, in which they got creamed at MetLife. The game that I called last year that the Bills would win, but again, you know, I I don't know, Sean. What's your take on on this uh, on this week's Bills and Jets game? Sean, all right, so we're having Sean hello, all right, so we're having a little technical difficulty right now. I'm right here, will D- did you hear what I just said
1: i i, I was trying to send you uh something saying that i I couldn't uh hear you and I was on the call back, so I uh, apologize.
0: It's okay. Did did you hear what I said, though? No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. The last thing I heard you
1: say was Sam uh, Darno was hype uh, for the year, and then the phone just uh, went out.
0: Okay. So, basically, Sam Darno, he's hyped for the offense. You know, first-year head coach and Adam Gase, you know, new year, new logo, new everything with the team, Uh, you know, Buffalo they had a top 10 defense last year but Sam only played in one of those games. He didn't play in the MetLife game where Buffalo absolutely destroyed the Jets, a game in which I picked against the Jets, at, you know, when we had Dexter Henry and Brian Fonseca on on our show. Uh shout out to them by the way for doing their thing. They're nominated for an award for the podcast awards. Just wanted to give them a quick their quick due. But uh you know, Sean, what's your take on on, on this uh, week one game?
1: So, well, my take on the Bills and Jets is that, you know, the Bills, you know, they, they sent a lot of money and draft picks into the offense. They drafted, uh, you know, Devin Singletary and a couple other guys. They brought in Cole Beasley and John Brown. They made a couple. They, um, they also drafted Cody Ford on the offensive line. They signed Mitch Morse. Away from the Chiefs to to uh, to snap the ball, so will they are going all in with Josh and Allen. And the one thing I can, uh, the one thing we can honestly say was that we know that we know that the defense is, is going to be good. Sean, um, that's why Sean McDermott got the job in the first place. He's a defensive guy, so we know the defense is going to be good. It's just can the offense get to where the defense is, and I think that's going to be the question for the Bills the whole year. Is the defense going to carry them the whole year, or can Josh and Allen make plays with his arm and not just his legs? Because you know how dangerous he is with his legs. Right. And this will also be his first start at MetLife cause we, because, you know, he was hurt when the Bills came and the, the Jets lost uh, Matt Barkley out of all... Yeah,
0: I remember that. Uh, yeah, please don't remind so, me of that.
1: And as something to the Jets will, it's Le'Veon Bell He's gonna get hit for the first time in a year and a half. You know how is he going to react to you know getting hit? You know I saw a report where I saw that the Jets may split him and uh, split the reps between Ty Montgomery and him. I think that's really smart. I think you want to bring you know Bell back very slow. I think you want to put him in a position where if when when he gets hit, he's initiating the hit and uh, and someone else is so. I wouldn't throw him a screen where a defender has, like, a free reign. I'd give him, like, a toss and have him going full speed towards the uh, uh, defense. But I think, well, the offense is all about Le'Veon Bell. If like Le'Veon Bell is Le'Veon Bell that he was with Pittsburgh. I think the Jets would be perfectly fine. And on the defensive side, pass rush. I see the Avery uh, the Williamson injury sucks. And, we Will, talk about this. You rarely, rarely, rarely see... A team cut a third-round pick like the Jets did.
0: Yeah, that was. Now, crazy. I know that
1: was a Mike.
0: Huh? I that was crazy that they that they cut
1: the kid. <clears throat> yeah, like you know, it's it, like yes, I know the draft was a Mike McCagney draft and it wasn't a Joe Douglas draft, and I know that Ja'Kai Colite, a Florida guy that I know very well. You know, I know that he had you know his combine issues and. You know his motor, and maybe he was overweight, blah blah blah. But the guy could pass rush. I mean, the guy did it in the the SEC. So to just give up on him at a position where you need, well, the Jets are putting a lot, a lot, a lot of trust in Jordan Jenkins. A lot of trust in the D line. So they, so I'm sure you know they're putting a lot of pressure on and, Williams to push the front so make it easier for those guys on the and outside. Will, it won't surprise me if you see them, you'll Mosley in some blitz packages as uh, as well. So offensively for this game and for the year, Lazy Young Bell defensively for this game on the year, can they pass rush because the secondary, as we know, they've they got some injuries at the cornerback spot, but pass rush shows all of that. If you get well, you could have the worst pair of corners in the league. If you have a legit pass rush, you're going to be a pretty pretty good.
0: Yeah, and that's that's what the Jets the Jets have to do in order to step up and succeed this year, especially with their quarter their corner woes on the secondary. It's been absolutely uh noted and documented that this team hasn't really played well with the secondary so far this preseason and you know, they, they have the guys up front. They had it seems like they had the middle linebacking core in place outside of the Avery Williamson injury, but it's right there. So I listen, I'm hyped for for this year coming up. I think they're gonna do okay. Uh the seven and nine win frame for the Jets is gonna be the likely the likeliest of ideals uh for this team. But we'll see what happens. You never know what might happen in football or in any sport for that matter. So we're gonna we're gonna set we're gonna segue ourselves from Jets and Giants to NFL picks, Sean. NFL picks is here, bro. I, I am oh, happy, and I know you are too. So, just, will can we
1: do a better job of keeping track this year? Will please,
0: pretty please? Can we white?
1: Can we do a better job of keeping track this year? Yes, please, don't, please. don't worry. I'm
0: I'm I'm trying my best right now. I got I got it all right here, right in front of me right now. So first and foremost, let's get let's start off right now. We do picks, we'll have our upset specials, our one upset special, and we'll just go from it from there. First and foremost, let's start off with the Thursday night game. The NFL's 100th anniversary game, going up with two of the uh, the oldest rivalry in the league, for that matter, Packers and Bears. Sean, who do you have in this game? Well,
1: I don't like the fact that the Bears didn't play any of their 22 uh, starters during the pre season. Like, I'm, I'm sure that's a luxury to have. We don't have to risk getting guys hurt. But, you mean, you mean to tell me Mitch Trubisky's first pass of 2019 is going to be? In a live game, uh, I don't like how that is going to go. I think it going be a close game, Will, but give me the Packers to defeat the Bears on the road
0: week one. Wow, okay. I'm going to have to go with the Bears at home week one. I think the, the defense is going to be absolutely stout and rocking. I know everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers, but give me the Bears. I think this is going to be a really, really big year for them uh, going into this year. The first... Game for the Jets. New look Jets go up against the Bills. Sean, who do you have for uh, Bills versus Jets here?
1: Well, the crowd's going to be rocking. MetLife, JetLife, whatever you want to call the wills, going to be rocking. And will I think the Jets have to win this game? If the Jets have any playoff hopes with that brutal schedule, the first six, seven games, they have to win this game. And I think they will. I think it will be close through the first half, maybe the first three uh, quarters, but. I think the Jets maybe get a touchdown and a field goal in the fourth, and I think they put the Bills away.
0: Give I'm me gangrene at home. You know what? I'm going to have to change my pick because originally I had the Bills going up against the, you know, winning the game, but I'm going to have to go with the Jets here. Listen, the Bills, they wound up cutting LaShawn McCoy. Now he's on the Chiefs. Uh, it's a big, 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 not a big loss, but it's, you know, it's something. You got to see what happens over there. Plus, like you said, Sean, there's a lot going on. Here And the Bills are due for their first loss. I mean, all preseason, they, they went undefeated. I think their first loss comes this week against Gang Green. So give me the Jets at home as well. Uh, we have the the Eagles going up against the Redskins. The Eagles are the home team. Sean, who do you have in this game? Will,
1: Philly's a very sexy pick to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to get there, but I think they're going to have a very good year. I think they're going to win the NFC. Another division game that I could do to without Will, but I think Philly was this one pretty easy against Washington. Give me
0: Philly. I'm going to have to go with the Eagles as well on this. I think Washington, with their quarterback woes during the offseason, Dwayne Haskins is, uh, you know, he's not looking like the guy right now anyway. Being their starter, so there's just a lot of turmoil for the quarterback uh, situation. So, give me the Eagles at home. Next, we have the Falcons and the Vikings going up against going up at Minnesota. Minnesota looking to rebound after what had happened to yeah. them last year. The Falcons, the same thing. Uh, Sean, who do you have in this game? Well, this could be
1: the this could be probably one of the best games, and I think it will be one of the best games of the week, Will, but the Falcons, they're having some offensive line issues, some guys being hurt there, and the Vikings are a very strong uh, defense, and what would be a close game, Will, I'm going to take the Vikings at home, and only because of that. If the game was in Atlanta, I'll take the Falcons, one. Give me the Vikings at
0: home, Will. Uh I'm going to have to go with the Vikings, uh, not the Vikings, the Falcons, I'm going to have to go with the Falcons here. I just There's just something about They're three-headed monster right now at receiver with Ridley, with uh, Julio Jones, and even with Mohamed Sanu. I don't know. I just like their receiving core a lot this week. Give me the Atlanta Falcons on the road going up against the Minnesota Vikings. Moving on now from the Ravens to the Dolphins. Dolphins basically giving up everybody at this point. And the Ravens, they had the best defense last year. But right now... It's it's looking like night and day, Sean. Let's keep it short and sweet here. Who do you have? Yeah, for the, the
1: the Dolphins need to stop lying. They are tanking for to a, are tanking for a quarterback next year. Let's just say that what it is. But yeah, well, I think the Ravens win this one. I think they win it pretty easy. Give me Baltimore on the road.
0: Give me Baltimore two on the road. Moving on now from, this is going to be a real interesting game right now. The Chiefs going up against the Jaguars at Jacksonville. Sean, who do you have? This
1: could also be the best game of the week, Will. If it was in the season, then I would go Chiefs. But I think it takes, but I think the defense is early in the year, Will. I think they get up to, up to snuff faster than the O. And also, you know, Kareem Hunt's not there. and. Right? You know, some loss on the offensive line Well, I'm going to take the Jaguars At home, you Will, know, give, give me the Jaguars To beat
0: the Hutchings I'm going to have to go with the Jaguars too at home And that's going to be my upset special of the week I think everybody's too hyped up In this, in this uh, Chiefs offense, Patrick Mahomes His second year in the league uh, You know You got one of the best defenses going out In Jacksonville Going up against one of the better offenses Defense wins games Give me the Jags. And also, too, that Chiefs defense last year was ranked dead last. So that's not a good sign. That's not a telltale sign right there. But maybe they improved. We'll see what happens. Give me the Jags at home. My upset special. Moving on now to Titans-Browns. Your team, Sean, going up against a Super Bowl favorite at this point in time in Cleveland. And every Cleveland fan is going to be hyped for this game. But who do you have going into this week, Titans and Browns?
1: Well, I think the Titans are going to run Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis to death in this game, but their offensive attack doesn't care anybody. Well, I actually think it's going to be a a high-scoring game because I think the Titans are going to run for a lot of yards. I think the Browns are going to pass for a lot of yards. It comes down to the better defense. and I think right now the Browns have the better defense. Defense world, so. It pays me to say this, but I'll say Cleveland
0: at home. I'm going to have to go with the Browns too at home here. I think the Browns. Listen, they they are hands down probably you know improved. They have their their depth at at defense, and they have their their wide receivers finally, and they finally have their quarterback. So give me the Browns at home. Next up for the last one o'clock game. We have the Rams going up against the Panthers. Rams are going to be basically coming from Los Angeles to Carolina in a tough, tough game in which West Coast teams usually don't do well. And keep in mind, they are a Super Bowl loser. So, Sean, who do you have? Yeah, you know,
1: I always say when the West Coast team has to come all the way east, um, Cam he should be ready, ready to go. I think this will also be one of those better games of the week, Will, but you know what, Will? Give me—this is my upset uh, special. Give me Carolina at home. I'm going to pick Carolina to beat the Rams week one. Upset special, Carolina.
0: I'm going to have to go Carolina, too, here as well. I think Carolina, you know, having Ron Rivera there and having Cam Newton. This is Cam Newton's make or break year at this point in time. And, you know, their defense with Luke Kuechly, I think, is absolutely huge. So give me the Panthers at home. Next up, our first set of looks like 4 o'clock games. We had the Bengals going up against the Seahawks. The Bengals, they've been great for the past five to six years, but recently they've just, I don't know, it just doesn't look good for them right now. Sean, who do you have? Well, it looks like just
1: Clowney is going to play, so... And AJ Green,
0: he's he's out. So give me Seattle at home. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. I'm gonna go Seattle too at home. Moving on now to the Colts and Chargers right now. Chargers are a Super Bowl favorite. Colts losing out on Andrew Luck. They just signed Jacoby Brissett to a two-year, thirty million dollar extension. Sean, who do you have in this uh, in this game? Even the
1: Chargers at home, I know there's no Melvin Gordon because they did dealing with his contract stuff, but I still think they still got enough done. They didn't look too sexy in the preseason, but it's the preseason. Even the Chargers at home,
0: though. I'm going to have to go with the Chargers at home, too. I think their defense is very stout. And, look, listen, with the whole Melvin Gordon stuff here, I think they're playing it the right way and saying, hey, look, listen, you got to come, you got to play. I know you're holding out, but... You got to go out there and do what's best for you. You know, do what's best for the team here. You're playing under the team contract here. You got to honor it. So I think he comes back during during the year, but I don't know what might happen as far as, you know, the Chargers and the Colts go. But give me the Chargers at home. Stout defense, Phillip Rivers. You have Hunter Henry and Mike Williams going out there catching balls. So give me the Chargers at home. Moving on now to another game. The San Francisco 49ers travel all the way to Tampa Bay to p- play up against uh, Bruce Arians, James Winston, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's keep this one short and sweet here, Sean. Who do you have?
1: Well, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay at home only because I don't trust uh, Jimmy G just yet coming back from the ACL and uh, Bruce Arians' first game. I think it would be a success, so I'm going to take Tampa
0: at home. I'm going to have to go with the Bucks here, too. I'm going to have to go with the Bucs here, too. I think their wide-receiving core is going to be set up nicely with Bruce Arians there in place. Mike Evans is going to have another career year, to say the very least. Giants and Cowboys, 425 start, down in Dallas, down in Jerry's world. Who do you have, Sean? Well, give me the Cowboys. Even without Zeke, I
1: still think they got too much. I think it'll be a a defensive game. I think the Giants' defense is better than... Um, then I think they'll exceed expectations on the defensive side. I think it'll be a defensive game, but I think Zach makes a couple plays with his legs in case Zeke isn't there. And I think, you know, well, let's not forget Jason Witten, the giant killer, he's back. Um, You know, so uh, give me the Cowboys at home.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Cowboys too here. Uh, You know, see what happens here, to say the very least. But I, I don't know. I don't know what might happen. As far as trying to build up a uh, a better better way of trying to get a better rivalry, so give me the Cowboys at home. They're going to be hyped, and the Giants. I don't know what's going to happen with the Giants this year, but you never know what might happen. Uh, Cardinals and Lions. It's the last set of four o'clock games. Four twenty-five start. Cardinals are the home team. Lions have been pushing a ground attack so far, to say the very least. This offseason, and it looks as if Matt Stafford's going to have his running game finally in place. But, Sean, who do you have in this game of one of the two oldest franchises in the NFL?
1: Yeah, well, I thought the Cardinals were home for some reason, but the the Lions are home. So, well, give me uh, Detroit. um, I think uh, Cardinals are home, by the way. The, oh, the Cardinals are home. That's, yes. I don't know why I thought today that the Lions were home. Sorry, Rob. It's okay. But uh, but but I'll still take uh, the Lions uh, um, on the road. I just trust them more than I do the Cardinals. I'm sure the Cardinals are going to, you know, they debut this Air Raid thing. But first game, give me Detroit.
0: I'm going to have to go with the cards here on this it's one. Called. I think there's just something about this defense that with the Lions that's just not eh to me. You know, it's eh. Give me the cards at home. It's gonna be loud at, at the toaster in Arizona. Moving on now to our Sunday night football game. This might be the game of the week here. Steelers at Patriots. Who do you have Sean in this game? Well, give me Pittsburgh. Give me Pittsburgh.
1: I I, I know, you know, the 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 Patriots have some injury issues in their receiving core. Um, and um defensively I, I, I think that uh, the Steelers improved during the off uh, uh, so the season Will So, give me
0: picks where to beat the Patriots. I'm going to have to go with the Patriots. They're raising their banner. They're home. Tom Brady, another year. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yes, they their depth at offensive line has been absolutely critical. After losing out on their starting center, Mr. David Andrews, you know, not really looking that good with the blood clots and all that stuff. So, you know, sending prayers out to him right now and to his family. But, uh, you know, you never want to see that. But, uh, you know, I, I just like the Pats. I, they just always, they like the Yankees. They have that next man up mentality right now. Give me the Pats at home. Moving on now to the Monday night football games, the, the doubleheader here. You have the Texans and the Saints. Uh, Sean, who do you have in the in, in the first set of the doubleheader here?
1: Well, uh, I'll make it quick. Give me the Saints at home. I know the Texans just made that big trade for Tunzel and Stills, but uh, they have to get uh, incorporated. And I I picked the Saints to win the Super Bowl, so I think they get off to a good start. Give me the Saints in the dome.
0: I'm going to have to go with the Saints here, too. I think the Texans, they're trying to incorporate a lot of things, a lot of pieces here, trying to incorporate Stills and Laramie Tunzel in with Deshaun Watson. I don't know what might happen. So give me the Saints. The Saints are the more talented team, hands down. And then finally... Finally, the final game of the slate. It's a ten twenty game. Broncos at Raiders, and what my and what is the Raiders' last game in Oakland? Sean, who do you have in this? Well, give me
1: the Raiders. Um, I think the Broncos will be improved, but <clears throat> I I I do think that the Raiders need a lot of uh, improvement. So
0: give me Oakland. I'm going to have to go with the Broncos here. I I don't know why. I just like the Broncos. I think with everything that's gone on with the Raiders so far this offseason with Antonio Brown and their drama Derek Carr's got to find somebody in order to in order to throw the ball to but it's uh it's not going to be it's not going to be that easy for them Denver's has a really really good defense but I don't know I don't know but just give me the Broncos on the road see what happens there and that's our NFL picks that's our NFL picks so Sean, week one, I got everything all written written down over here. Who's your upset special, by the way, for this week?
1: Oh, sorry, I thought I had uh, mentioned the upset special is Carolina over the Rams.
0: Okay, so that's your upset. Okay, no problem. We got to figure out like winner does this, loser does that at the end of the year. You know, it's it's crazy. Yeah, definitely because I kicked your ass last year, well, so. Yeah. See what happens, man. Never know. Never know what might happen. Never know what might happen. Sean, any final thoughts for this episode? Nah, pal. Thank you for holding number four. Shout out to the guests you had in the last uh,
1: episode. I know so I'm looking forward to hearing the interview. Right. And just shout out to everybody at Gotham, from everybody. Um, you know, over there. Shout out to Miles and uh. Yeah, well, you know, awesome job, man. I'll I'll speak to you soon, pal.
0: Well. Absolutely, man. Can't Absolutely. Can't wait to have you on, man. Can't wait to have you back in studio again soon. But we'll see what happens, all right. And well, and well, sorry,
1: uh, sorry, Miles.
0: Well, one last quick thing
1: shout out to Eric Sanchez, aka Legend in Two Games, for the constant repost of our TV, our parents. Well, yes. um, he's probably reposted it like five times now, so yes, just want to give him a big uh, a shout out, appreciate he- the free
0: pub, man. Huge, huge, thank you, thank you, Eric, again for always being a fan of us, and we're a fan of you as well, trying to. Trying to get up there, man. You never know what might happen, but we'll always be a supporter of you here from On the Board Sports. So, for everybody here at Gotham Podcast Studios, for my wonderful co-host Sean Thomas via Skype, keep doing what you're doing out there, bud. I know you're working hard, you're grinding hard. Believe me, you, you you'll be you'll be fine. I, I know you'll you're gonna make it back in studio. I can't wait to have you back on. So, like work, bro. All right, and you know we'll we'll definitely talk more next week. Can't wait for next week to come around. Can't wait for week one of the football season. And, hey, Belmont, it's after Labor Day. You know, we're going to have that dog and pony show coming up at Belmont for groundbreaking, <laughs> so I can't I can't wait. The, it's happening. It's happening, people. Belmont Park Arena is happening. Just got to wait for the governor and all the big wigs for their, uh, for their thing, you know, for their – Shovel in the ground ceremony. So, and hey, you never know. There might be more games to be, play, be played at uh, Nassau Coliseum this year. So I can't wait for that. Uh, yeah. For Sean, for Miles, our wonderful producer, the controlling the ones and twos behind the glass over here, I'm your host, Will Trucci, logging out. We will talk to you guys soon. Peace out.